Welcome back to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. Today I have Luke here who's going to be talking to us about capturing expert knowledge. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. Yeah, thanks Peter. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. I've been listening a lot to these other people's podcasts <laughs> and getting a lot out of that, so it's nice to be invited onto one. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, so give us a very high level of, of capturing expert knowledge. What are we covering today? Yeah, I guess... Um, being in a company with a lot of people older than me, um, more experienced, that kind of thing, I was going on projects and certain things within the company, um, and I think that they thought I knew more than I actually did. So it posed an interesting situation where um, I thought I knew things they thought I knew things and there was a bit of miscommunication. Well, not miscommunication, but a, a bit of a gap in knowledge. A bit of a theory versus yeah, practical. Theory sort versus of, practical kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I was on a, on a client's site. It's on the other side of the world, actually, being sent to the other side of the world. And I was actually by myself for the start of it with other expert consultants coming over at, at, at various times. Um, and so I was kind of going along based on what, I thought I was doing the right thing um, when one of the consultants came over and said, why are you doing that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, because of X, Y, Z. And it was around um, just a date. So we had this process called the uh, daily consulting. What was it called? Oh, daily consulting, consulting day process. Yeah, consulting something. day process. Yeah, yep, and yep. you kind of have a meeting with the CEO at the start and go, look, these are the things I want to get through today. Um, at three quarters through the day, I'd like to have another meeting and then we can either escalate to get the last stuff done or we're on track and it's just an update meeting that, you know, hurrah, we had a good day. Yeah. Um, and I was sending out this agenda in an email to everyone that was going to be in that meeting before doing it and the, the expert consultant was like, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, it saves me time, embarrassment as well, writing it up. This is my first time doing this, so I don't want to make <laughs> yep. any mistakes. And he's like, just make it make it with them. Like, go into the meeting, and you have your list of things, but they might want to add things in as well. And by emailing it out, you're kind of just taking them out of it, so they're not invested. You've kind of created this list yeah. um, that you want to go, and they're just like, okay, whatever, and then carry on. Where if you build it with them, they get the input. They're going to be more invested to help you achieve those kind the of effects throughout the yeah co-authorship throughout yep. the day, um, and that kind of triggered this expert knowledge where he's like, oh, like you were doing the right thing, like you were following the process, but there was like a bit of a gap in the knowledge and what I was doing to what he would have done, um, and that started this kind of capture of knowledge for the rest of the project where whenever I made a decision I wouldn't go to him every time but I would write down 
you know, what were the two things that I had to decide between? Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, do I talk to manager A or do I talk to manager B yep. um, if I can't do both? And why do I want to talk to one person before the other or why do I want to do one thing before the other? And just note down those decisions throughout the day and then at the end of the day would go to him mm-hmm. and he would be like, well, one, say which one would have been the best thing to do and then also what he would have done. So I used a tool called the cloud tool, which is kind of one that you'd learn in the BBIT <laughs> if, you, if you join onto it. Um, but pretty plug. much a half completed cloud, um, which is a decision making tool as to all the decisions that I was having to kind of go through my head while on site. And so, I think... So just to clarify, half completed yeah. one, you you might, correct me on this, but what, yeah. you, what you had was like your two actions you might take, but not necessarily the knowing the benefit of those actions yet. You yeah, were like, and, and not even solving. Like yeah. at a point where these are the decisions I'm making, but I don't, I don't know what's one is best so I'm just going to go with my gut and pick one of them yeah and then find out later if what yeah, I did right. was right or so, not. so go ask the, the CEO how to do a process step say or or go ask the team leader yeah and you know one of them they're going to have different views on it and for some process steps it makes sense for the team leader to decide and some it makes sense for to, for them to be more strategic or yeah, I mean even one of them was like let's say I talked before about that three-quarter day um, conversation yep and you know, I might come might come to that three quarter, let's say three o'clock in the afternoon, and I see that the CEO's on a call. A senior manager who's supposed to be in the meetings looks like he's flat out. Do yep. I interrupt them and have, force it on them, or and force this meeting on them, or do I go? You know what? Everything's kind of going all right. We can have this chat tomorrow morning because we always had the morning call. That three o'clock one was kind of like if I needed it, but then I mean. The ideal process to do is to always have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ah, a good example there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, as a junior, do I go in there and tell the CEO, "Look, mate, you need to jump off this phone call. <laughs> We've got a meeting at three o'clock." <laughs> yeah. And as a junior consultant, you're kind of like, one, that's a, you're not going to do that, and two, is it that even the right thing for a senior consultant to do? But I don't know that. Yep. Um, at the time, and the expert, what I found is that the expert when they were going through my decisions, they're like, oh, like, that's that's a decision for you? Like, it doesn't even occur to them. They're so far past where I am in knowledge that a yeah. lot of things that I was coming up with, he didn't realize. Um, and it was going to create a great training tool for any new um, junior consultings coming up. If I could create all this kind of information and data around the decisions that I was making if I could teach someone new that before even having to go on site they'd be a lot more prepared than I was at that time yeah this is this is interesting for just for, yeah. for me for, it's that thing where it's the opposite of you don't know what you don't know it's like you can't unknow what you already know from the expert perspective, yeah. like you could ask, you could have asked the expert, and we, you know, I don't know, that the expert had been creating content to do with projects. But if you don't see something as a decision, like if they, if their twenty years of experience means they don't even consider what you just talked about as a decision, they also can't know to create content on it, right? Like, yeah. 
how would they know? Just creates a big gap. And I think this happens like not even in our company either, but I mean, I talk to other um, friends and things that are in other companies and it happens the same thing. They're like, I don't know how to do this, um, but their manager will give them something to do and say, do this and you should know how to do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's always big gaps, I think, in all companies around what people should know, what they don't know what they do know and there's a lot of assumptions that people know everything or should know everything that I do yeah as the expert yeah and just a throwback to a podcast from a few weeks ago that I did with Mieta about talking in effects it's a sort of similar thing how often you'll see instructions listed as actions and that's what the expert would do but they don't ever document their their intuition, like why, why is it that action? So if you as a junior show up and that action is not going to work and you're on the other side of the world and you can't call them because they're asleep, yeah. how are you going to know what to do unless unless you get more to it than just the action? Like, Yeah, well, we actually had that as well because oh, I, was, right. I was actually in Ireland and, you know, the, the people that I was working with are in New Zealand. It was actually <laughs> yeah. night and day between the time difference, um, which had its benefits and its, and its negatives. Yeah. Um, but I think throughout the whole, I was there for a month and I would have throughout the course of a couple of days, I was already up to a hundred different decisions <laughs> that, you know, like you, you, you underestimate how many decisions that you have to make while on site on a project. Yeah. Um, and just having to do that, not only then made it clear how many decisions I had to make, but to the expert who was looking at all these things that I was writing was like, wow, like there is a great need for this kind of process and, and information. Well, anyone who is an expert. expert knowledge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because anybody who is an expert knows that they're basically being paid for their decision-making. Yeah. Right? Like, they could they could just hand the project plan over to the customer and say, here you go, but the customer's either not going to get very far or they're going to make a bad decision because they don't have the experience sooner or later. So it's, it's almost like you're just paying for the decision-making. So if you can pull that into content and then train your team in those decisions even faster. Like that's... Well, I was actually on a, on a call um, on Friday with um, the same person that I was with, James, on that um, yeah. call. And same was, expert. Same expert. Yep. And he was talking to a different set of clients and um, we were going through, you know, different processes and things that they could implement into their business to, to be better. Um, and one of them was creating content and he used the story that a lot of experts will say they don't have the time to you know write down a process yeah. or or create content you know if they need to write down like a document two-page document on something they know that's going to take two hours out of their day and they don't have that time yet they'll spend six hours that week explaining that exact same process to um, six different people sort of like. different people <laughs> yeah. and so capturing expert knowledge seems like such a task and the experts never want to do it yeah um you know they think they've got i mean they probably do have better things to do with their time than writing down what they know um but more importantly i guess they don't know what to create the content on unless a junior person comes up with a list of things they don't know as well yeah so i think there's two parts to that one they don't know what to what they need to write or create content on and two they don't have the 
or they don't think they have the time or they don't think it's worth their time so coming yep. up with a solution to that is quite important as well well we've done it quite well in, in the fact that I mean being part of the content team here at Viago we used to just come up bring someone with a topic Get and then they'd talk like it's almost like a TED talk I guess <laughs> and then we'd use that transcribe that and then create content out of that and kind of like Gary V and there's pillar content you have this podcast but then from that podcast you can create all these different snippets from a conversation like I mean even out of this podcast here yeah, out of the full recording if it was transcribed you've got talking a little bit about clouds talking a bit about you know even how to capture the content there's yep. lots of different things that you can take from it so the expert doesn't have to write there and create his own powerpoint <laughs> yeah. someone else can do that for them if they've got the 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 raw data there yep yeah yeah so if you were if you were going to say like what, what's a good I suppose simple to get started but like a process probably two perspectives we cover from the experts perspective how they're listening to this podcast and they go oh man I want my team to be able to do more of this and from a different perspective say a more junior person going like, oh I'd love to get more experience out of them more expert people around me yeah I guess from the junior perspective it's it's what I did on site it's the I don't know what to do here write down when you're stuck yeah and write down when you're stuck and why you're stuck why you think you should do one and why you should do the other and go to a I mean you could probably do it even once a week you write down all the decisions at times you get stuck once a week and then you go to your manager or someone that you know has more experience than you and go look these are all the times that I was stuck this week this is what I did yep is that the right thing and if not what should I have done differently yep no I don't know as an expert yourself would that be the right thing to do or should they be coming to you every time um uh, it's going to depend on the environment right like if you if you work pretty closely like like if you're in our office for example and you could spin around in your chair and ask me when I'm free, then yeah. you'd go for it. But then if you're, I don't know, if they're in and out of meetings, I don't know their environment. Let's say it's like a it's like a finance business or something and you're out there um, crunching numbers and they're out there dealing with clients or something. It might be during your one-week catch-up yeah, sort of thing that it suits more. Whatever, it probably guess, depends on your environment. Yeah, I guess how important this decision-making is and the decision is and how irreversible it is. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Um, well, I think from the expert perspective, it is that I've said this. I mean, there's a saying that happens. If it's worth saying twice, it's worth never saying again. Um, and the expert kind of, look, I've said this explanation three times this week. So the next person I have to explain it to, tell them to record it and to write it down. And um, I mean, James in the meeting had the example of, um, he created some content on, I know, a situation and he walked into a meeting after he'd created it and he's like, what's this meeting about? And they're like, oh, we're going to have a big meeting about X, Y, Z. And he's like, oh, okay, hold on a second. Got out his phone. He's like, I just sent you a document that I wrote last week on this. Um, if you have any questions regarding the content that I've made, then come to me. But otherwise, this meeting's finished. What well, could have been a 40-minute waste of time, he's solved with a bit of content, and if anyone has questions, then they can come ask him. Yep. 
but then even after that they're more knowledgeable and the questions that they're going to ask are going to be more specific and yeah i guess it's it's actually funny how that that sounds like such a kind of almost radical thing to do in the normal course of business right yeah and yet i'm just thinking about our training course it's totally normal on a training course you first have the the standardized content so in a new week somebody comes in we go oh we're teaching you this tool let's say clouds yeah and they watch the content first before they get into the exercises and then before they get to the Q&A session. Yeah. Because starting with a Q&A session would be a waste of time. You waste everybody's time. I got no, yeah, their questions are so basic. Yeah. yeah. So you're just applying the same concept but back into the business of like, well, why not Why not do it there as well? Yeah, exactly. I, I even had another instance where um, I was in, in, this, in a piece of software, I was trying to add some assignments and... I read up on a whole bunch of content, tried it myself and couldn't figure it out. And so then when I rang the guy, I was like, look, I've done this. These are what I've tried. This is what didn't work. Can you show me how to do X, Y, Z? Right. But if I had not tried what I'd tried and then go, oh, I just want you to show me this, he gets annoyed because he's like, why hasn't this guy read the content? But it's almost the permission to ask questions as well. If you have read the content, someone's going to give you more of their time than if you have not. Yeah. So if I come to you and I'm like, oh, how do I do this? And you're like, why does everyone keep asking me this? If I go, I've read this content. I get 80% of it. I get 80% of it, but I just can't do this. Then you're like, okay, sweet. I don't have to cover any of that. Let's just focus on this. It's a short meeting. Yep. You know what you need to communicate to me as well because i've told you everything that i've done and it could be something little as well and it's not even a big meeting it's like oh you've just missed this out yep um so yeah i think it's interesting that some people don't want to read the content though and have a <laughs> yeah. conversation so i'm not i don't know how to get around that i mean other people can maybe create the content for you yeah um, it's it's one of those things that, again, I think it's going to depend on the workplaces. Some places you might have a content team or you might get, say, um, in some environments, like, let's say I'm thinking of software firms we work with, you know, the most junior person in the team generally has a fair amount of spec capacity. Yeah. So they could sort of be the content person for a little bit of their time. Um, they are also going to need to know the most. So if they're brought in on every other conversation where content needs to be made, one, you're going to get the content made from someone who's got the capacity anyway, and two, they're going to get upskill way faster from actually being part of all yeah. these conversations. You almost become an expert <laughs> writing the expert content. I know that that helped me as well. Like before I'd even gone on on that project where I had to write these, um, you know, half-finished clouds, I'd been writing content for about six months on how to deliver projects. Yeah. And so my base knowledge was kind of up there anyway, but, and this just adds to it. So creating the content is actually a good way to learn this. Have a good understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I think um, one other thing I'd just add for the, from the expert perspective, um, as they need to get in the habit, if you're, if you're an expert listening to this, um, you need to get in the habit of, uh, say, pushing people back a little bit to go and think about what their decision is. Like they come to you and say, oh, can you tell me what to do here? And if they just, it's kind of the same thing. If they haven't read the content, in this case, it's if they haven't thought about it, let's say there is no content, you want them to go think about it first, right? You want them to come with 
I'm stuck between these two things. This is why I want to do A, but this is why I want to do B. What's your expert opinion? It's far more useful yeah. for everybody. And then you can obviously document that after the case. But rather than coming and saying like, oh, I'm stuck, what do I do? You come and go, I'm stuck. Here's my thoughts on it. And they might say, no, no, neither of those at C. But they might also say, oh, it's A and this is why. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well, when you create, like when an expert creates the content, they can also add um, their own kind of tips and tricks as well which is what I found when I'd go to um, James and be like look these are the things that I struggle with he's like this is what you should do this is what my expert opinion is um, and these are the little things that you should look out for right a bit of his intuition a little bit of intuition as well and like as you capture the expert knowledge as a junior person he does I'll be writing those things down and then they get kind of passed on to the next person and the next person um far after james may have you know gone and not been able to kind of mentor a younger person but his like little tips and tricks and it can get added on and added on to be made better but as long as the content's there at the start it can't get added on and like improved throughout years and other people's implementations if it's not there at yeah. the start and this is, this is exactly what's happening with I mean that, that opening story you had that is now used as part of um, content for sort of more self-led installs so I, yeah. you know, I I gave the example of well you can't just hand over a project we are actually starting to get to the point where teams can somewhat self-install they could have buy or take on board the project plan yeah. and then they have some sort of like internal team leader or, or project champion that would be the equivalent of a junior, but they've got all this documented content there to try and make the decisions and things. So they are actually getting to that point, thanks to content of being able to somewhat self-install without the experts. Yeah, well, it's also that point where if you're on a project and you're like, oh, I've got this decision, instead of, you're like, oh, I wonder if I've got, like if I go to a project now and I have a decision, it's not, oh, what should I do? It's the first thing is, I wonder if I've got the expert knowledge on this it's like a private wikipedia yeah private wikipedia and you kind <laughs> yeah. of i mean the way that we've done it we've kind of documented it in quite a good way that everything's kind of categorized and you'd know where to go and find it easily so it's like okay here's the cloud that you know luke had i had three years ago here's what the expert did okay that's what i'll do in this situation instead of and you don't have make that decision anymore because you've got the expert content Um, and so like you said the projects go so much smoother because you skip the needing to send an expert also provides leverage I guess as well because the expert doesn't have to be there all the time you almost have like a a cheat sheet to this is what James or Peter would do in this situation yeah Um, then it's up to the junior person to try pull it off like the expert does yeah makes sense if you're listening to this and you're thinking, all right, getting stuck into it, as you said, if you're a, if you're perhaps the more more junior person in the circumstance, have a go at documenting your your decisions, your dilemmas, and take those to your ex, to, to whoever is the, the subject expert for you on yep. that matter. Uh, vice versa, if you're the re, the expert, um, as you leave this, yeah, wait. The, the first person that comes up to you and asks you for for your opinion. Make sure that they they go away and figure out what, what they would yeah, yeah what they would try and do and then record your answer so that so that it can be used again.
Yeah. Or even get their their juniors to start doing as an expert mm. getting the juniors to write their um their decisions and problems that they're having is a good start for for the expert to do as well. Yeah. Um as a starting thing. But yeah. You get pretty far even by just saying what would you know, at the end of the day write down your biggest decision you got stuck on today. Yeah. For a whole team you get <laughs> you get yeah, a lot of content pretty quick. Yeah, pretty Would quick. you say you got a hundred and how many days? Yeah, I think I got a hundred in like three days or something like that. <laughs> so Yeah, there you go. make a lot of decisions every day. Yeah. Alright, great. Well, thanks for thanks for coming on and sharing this. Hopefully it's a lot of help to people getting that uh that expert content out out and sharing amongst teams. Cheers for having me.